I got this feeling as I was working on the book that this is what I was supposed to be doing. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. That book was a door opening to a path that has led me to so many different things. That's Christina Minitolo. I'm Kara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. excited to have you on the Powerful Ladies podcast today. Let's jump right in and tell everyone who you are, where you are in the world, and what you're up to. Well, thanks for having me, Kara. I'm so honored to be here. I self-published a cookbook back in 2021, and I literally put on the list that I wanted to be on the Powerful Ladies podcast. So I know we worked together a really long time ago in corporate and I still work in corporate and I like to describe the cookbook as sort of a passion project. And I'm sort of on this journey right now of discovering what lights me up and what lights others up. Um, The cookbook was sort of a accidental journey of taking what I was really good at, which was hosting friends and family and sort of creating an experience. And the cookbook sort of highlights the experience that I create around the table and the holidays that my Italian-American family celebrated through the years. And I have no experience in writing, in editing, in putting together a book. And I just created it. You know, it was during COVID. I had a ton of space to do that. And it was this project that I put out in the world that I was initially so scared to be seen, to put out videos on social media. And it has been an amazingly expansive journey, not only for myself, but also the community that I've built around me. And I'm so excited to see what I'm up to next and how, what else, you know, this life path takes me on. Well, I think it's so interesting that you say you're on this journey of like discovering what lights you up and doing that through other people, because it's, everyone doesn't just say like, "Hmm, I'm bored. It's COVID. I'll make a cookbook. Was it something that was brewing in your mind for a long time? Or was it really you pushed, like, was it realizing what you couldn't celebrate at the time? What made you say like, yep, I'm going to make a book and I should do it now? So when I first moved to LA, I've lived here about 14 years. I'm originally from back East, grew up in a really close-knit Italian-American family where every holiday was celebrated with 30 plus cousins, literally every Sunday, every holiday throughout the year. And so I moved to LA and I would host an Easter every year because one of the reasons I wanted to really connect with people and really make my friends my family because I didn't have any family out here. And so my friends would get really excited about this annual event. They get dressed up. Oh my gosh, did you get an invite to the to the Easter dinner? Did I get an invite? Oh, who got kicked out this year? <laughs> so it became this sort of Friendsgiving event. And in 2019, a cousin had suggested, you know, we were over just doing a pre-Thanksgiving thing and I had you know, put themed Thanksgiving fall type flowers on the table. And I made a whole fall themed meal. And she said, why don't you just put a cookbook together of all tips, like hosting tips and recipes and 
things that you would recommend because you host these huge dinners and I don't know Mm -hmm. how you do it out of this tiny little kitchen. So initially I thought, I joked around and I said, I have zero idea how to do that. I never even thought of doing that. And also I don't have the time, but I would love to find an avenue out of my corporate career that I didn't love, that I didn't feel lit me up. And so then COVID hit. Um, This happened in November of 2019. And then COVID hit in early 2020. I was supposed to go to Hong Kong for work for my corporate career. And that all got canceled. And I thought, okay, well, I have all this time. I'm home by myself. I can't go anywhere. So I might as well do something with this time. And so I started one by one remaking recipes. I made a list of all the recipes I remembered growing up with my family, making with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then I started to make them one by one, taking photos, rewriting them, fixing little notes. And then I would write a story about every recipe of what I remembered about the recipe, why it's in our family, how I learned to make it with my grandmother. And then I just started organizing it. And then I said, okay, these could be organized into holidays. And the holidays our family celebrated through the year. And then I just started putting this book together. I had no idea that it would have even come together, that I would have sold it. I thought maybe initially I would get it out there but and just give it to, to family or friends or anyone that was interested. But I am a little bit of a perfectionist and I come <laughs> from, you know, I work in fashion. We worked in fashion together. I went to fashion school. So I have an art and a creative background and mindset. And if I was going to put something out there, it was going to look pretty. Mm -hmm. So I curated it into a photo book. So the cookbook, every recipe has a photo, every recipe has a story, and it's really a visual book. And I had a cookbook that I was inspired by. It's called I Love California. And it's organized into every chapter is a region of California. And The opening page of the chapter is a tablescape set out in a beautiful California landscape with the table all decorated, beautiful tableware. And I thought that's how I want to curate my book. I want every chapter to have this tablescape and this experience created of how people should feel around the table. And so every chapter is a family holiday of mine, as well as appetizer to dessert, a full meal that anyone can go in and create and host at their table. So I love that. Yeah. And then I just, I put it together. I started, you know, curating it and, and planning the bleeds and planning the pages and the layout and asking friends and how to take photos. I shot a lot of it on the iPhone. I had some friends help me that had a newer iPhone than me. We shot everything in portrait mode, which is amazing what you can do with an iPhone. And then I just put it out there in the world. I started um, exploring printers and how I can actually get an actual book printed and on and on and on. I, I taught myself coding on WordPress and built a website and you know got a seller's permit and, and tried to learn how I was going to take orders and how I was going to put it out there, how I was going to sell it. I had no idea that I would sell nearly 500 copies. No idea. (laughs) So far. So so far. (laughs) 
It's, you know, it's, I love that you just kept going step by step, one step at a time, because I see so many clients and so many people get overwhelmed thinking about step 20 when they haven't taken step one yet and feeling like, oh, I can't even start because I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know how to figure out a bleed. And you're like, no one cares if you don't have content yet. You're going to need photos first and you're going to need the words first. You're going to need the plan first. And so I really love seeing your methodical approach to just one step at a time. And then we'll keep figuring out the next step as we go. It's, I think it's one of the secrets to getting things done that allow you to surprise yourself. Um, Because none of us know how to do half the things that we start doing. Um, You know, even you mentioned going to Hong Kong, we both spent plenty of time in Asia throughout our career. And you often just get on the airplane and be like, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. Like, no, I, I don't speak Mandarin or Cantonese or I don't know. The, I haven't looked at a map of like, I don't know yet. We'll figure it out once we land. Well, that's the thing is it's so easy to get overwhelmed by, okay, I want to put this in the world. I don't know how to do this. I don't know yeah. where to start. Just start. And yeah. as I was creating the book and as I was putting the pages together, the layout changed three times. Mm-hmm. I would ask friends, you know, how does this look? I had a friend who worked in magazines and she came over and she said, okay, add the cha- the table chapter at the bottom, you know, foot of the of every page, like small things. And mm-hmm. what I imagined it starting and how it ended up, it became this beautiful work of art. And you just have to start. Now, as I was mm-hmm. working, an important thing to highlight for anyone thinking, I want to put a book out there. I want to do something. I don't know where to start. I got this feeling as I was working on the book that this is what I was supposed to be doing. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know what that meant at the time. That book was a door opening to a Mm -hmm. path that has led me to so many different things. Reconnections with people. um, Self-awareness getting over fears and anxieties, expansiveness. It has opened up a whole new world to me that I never would have even imagined mm-hmm. if I hadn't done this one thing. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's so important just to, you know, staying organized does help. And my it took a year and a half from start to finish to create the book. But I, you know... I just was so engrossed in the project. And I worked full time on top of this. So it is possible. I spent every weekend working on the book. I just wanted to sit down and work on it and work on it and work on it. So it just, when you know something is right, it lights you up. Mm-hmm. And that's how we know. You just follow a feeling inside that says, okay, it might be a little whisper. It might be a little whatever that says, okay, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And you may not know why, right? We may, we may find out later. Well, and, and getting obsessed with something gets a really bad uh, rap often where we're not supposed to get obsessed. We're not supposed to, um, you know, put all of our time and energy into something. And I kind of think we are. Like we are when it feels so good and it, and it fills us back up. And sometimes we have to be obsessed to push something across the finish line in the right way. You know, it was 
there's no reason why you can't be obsessed with something for a while. I'm sure you were being like, no, I don't want to go out. I actually want to work on this cookbook or no, I don't want to go there. I want to keep working on the cookbook. And it's, I think it's interesting the things that we start to say no to when we're so excited about what we are creating. And, you know, it's really rare that when people are working a traditional day job, they're like, no, I'll work instead. Like that doesn't happen. Um, but when you're working on something that you love and that gives you so much back, then of course you want to do it more. Well, and again, it changes your mindset. So when I launched the book, I had my launch party and I remember thinking the energy around me shifted. Everything Mm -hmm. in my immediate circle changed. I felt the energy. I felt different. I no longer wanted to waste energy being in someone's presence that did not respect me and did not appreciate my presence. Mm -hmm. No one has time for that, especially when you're busy and you're, you know, launching in, launching a book and trying to get a project out in the world. Also, your mindset changes. You start to, you're into different things. Your circle of friends may change. The things you like to do may change. You push yourself to do things that you normally wouldn't do. And if I think of how I was three years ago to who I am today, I've definitely changed. Um, My whole mindset is different. I do different things. And I want to continue on that journey. And working on the book really opened that door. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's also a great reminder to remember to be to listen to what our intuition is telling us to do, like to follow the things that feel good, to follow the things that we want to be a yes to. Um, I do think it changes. Like, and also I imagine how your entire community, your family, your friends, your every how people view you is different now because of you've created this. And it's not because you've created something. It's because you've chosen to invest in something that fueled you and gave back to you. And when you're doing something you love, you we are each different beings. Like we're we're lighter, we're brighter, like all those things. So when you're creating that really positive space for yourself, it shifts how the entire world responds to you, the people in it also. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. So doing the book and seeing that, oh wow, this is amazing. I need more of this in my life. You're now on this journey of launching your own podcast called What Lights You Up, correct? What Lights Us Up. What Lights Us Up, excuse me. And um, you're talking to people and asking them what lights them up. And what made you want to do a podcast and what made you want to share those specific stories? So after launching the book, I started going to markets and just repping the book and seeing how I can connect with people. And, and sell my book. And, and I started, you know, posting on social media. I have a social media account that focuses on the book and the book journey. And I started, you know, getting back into regular life. My my free time was no longer consumed by working on this project of the book. And my light started to dim. My energy started to dim. And I thought, okay, how can I continue on this energy? And what was it about the book that really lit me up? Mm. And so it was sort of a journey of self-discovery. And I had this feeling I wanted to have conversations with others on what lights them up 
and about what they're creating. Because maybe by having that conversation, I could re-extinguish my light that I had and also discover what it is that helped us continue that journey of our light and our energy and really continue on inspiring others. Because what a powerful conversation that could be between myself who has created this passion project with someone else that's also created a passion project. Because more people need to hear about regular people creating things that light them up. Because we all need to be lit up. We all need to walk around with a little bit more light, Mm -hmm. um, lighting up our path. So I initially thought I would have Instagram lives. And then I thought, well, who's going to... I mean, it's really hard to just jump on Instagram live and also keep it going. And then where where, where does the conversation go after that? So I thought, okay, well, I guess a podcast. Podcasts have really changed my life. Mm-hmm. I started listening to podcasts when I was commuting a long drive to work to my corporate career. And I would commute about two hours each way in the car. And I started listening to podcasts and it literally changed my mindset. And I listened to um, you know, Mark Groves, Create the Love podcast, or it's now called Mark Groves. I listened to Kathy Heller's podcast. Listen to Mel Robbins and Gabby Bernstein and and their podcasts about um, manifesting. I listen to the expanded TBM uh, to be magnetic podcast, and they're about manifesting. They're about positivity, optimism, hearing other people's views. Hmm. And I thought, okay, I can I can do this. I let's let's do a podcast. Everyone's getting into podcasting. Why not? And so that's sort of where the idea of what lights us up came from. And I just launched my first solo episode and the official first interview will launch May 1st. So so exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited because it's it's reconnecting me with people that, you know, I'm obviously starting with people in my extended, people that I know that have ha- that have created passion projects. There's actually not, it's not common that I'm finding, you know, it's, it's an entrepreneurial mindset and it takes a certain person to go out there and create something and put something out there in the world. You know, like I said, we all have ideas, but where do you start and how Mm -hmm. do you get there? And more people need to hear that so that they can take that leap and take that jump. And I hope to inspire others. And I'm really excited for this, wherever this journey will take me and wherever I end up. You know, if you look back on your journey to, you know, where you are today, did you grow up in a, in a household where following your purpose or your passion or finding your light was, was like valued or honored? Like did people in your family do it? Or is this really something that you've kind of come to yourself through listening to other podcasts and who you chose to surround yourself with? You know, obviously the cookbook was really something that was inspired from my family. I came up with a very, I was brought up in a very strong family upbringing. Um, I grew up an only child, so I didn't have a lot of social activity. I had neighbors that I hung out with. I had a best friend that lived down the street that we would bike to each other's houses. Um, but my parents both worked. My dad was a teacher. And then he always had a business on the side. So he was, he did have an entrepreneurial mindset, 
He actually owned a limo company and he would take me to school in a limo and I would get so embarrassed. <laughs> but I also grew up shy because I was an only child. My mom was a nurse and then later became a teacher. Um, and so my family, my extended family is who I grew up with. We always went on vacations with other families. So I was never really alone, but I also was alone a lot because, you know, I didn't have siblings to share things. I was very creative. So I would be home a lot drawing and creating things. And I remember one time I drew all over my walls and my parents came in and said, oh my gosh, what did you just do? I literally took a marker and drew all over my walls. I must have just been so bored. So I think I had the mindset entrepreneurial, but I think it was, you know, later just, I mean, your life path is your life path. You know, I went to fashion school. I used to live in New York City and I moved to LA on a whim. I quit my job one day and th- said, I really want to move to LA. And I've been out here 14 years and it's worked out. And I've, I have a wonderful group of friends and it's changed my life. So I think your life is what you make of it. It's not always your upbringing, um, mm-hmm. but we take experiences with us along the way and we're constantly evolving. I think I like to think of myself as constantly evolving. I'm not perfect. And I'm constantly thinking, how can I do better? How can I be better? How can I be a better human? What, you know, there were so many things I've done in my past that I wish I had more compassion um, and presence. And you work on those things. And so I, uh, I think I'm, I've grown into more of an entrepreneurial mindset, but I think I've always had that risk factor that I have to push myself to do it. You know, it's an instinct that you follow that you don't always follow and I don't follow it enough. It's been a big conversation with a lot of my clients lately about listening to ourselves because we, we always know something before we tend to act on it or respond to it. And sometimes we were, you know, heard the whispers of what we're supposed to do for a long time before we took action. Sometimes we hesitate because there's actions that we don't want to take because there could be consequences, but we always seem to know. And I I think it's so important to to always be looking and exploring practices that will allow us to tap into that knowing more. It just makes life easier. Like to be able to choose things in five seconds is so less stressful than agonizing over days, weeks, months, years (laughs) about something. Right. Um, And I've also been listening a lot to... Uh, the podcast featuring Rick Rubin. He released a really great book for living a creative lifestyle. He's one of the top producers in the music industry. And it's been so interesting to hear how tapped into his personal choices he is so that he is able to say like, no, it's not finished yet. We need to keep working on it. Or no, that's perfect. Like we're done. And just that confidence to know for yourself I really do think it shifts how you feel about things. It's so easy to give up what we know to be true because we don't want to be a burden on someone or we don't want to be, you know, a pain in the ass. We don't want to be the the complicated or the diva or the one making it harder for everyone else. And every time we don't listen to that voice, I really do think that there's bigger consequences than we know. Not that they're detrimental, but it's part of that mindset of how we're talking to ourselves about, should we listen to ourselves? Is our opinion valid? What are boundaries, not boundaries about collaboration with people versus always sacrificing ourselves or tolerating things that we 
sometimes just don't even like. You know, I think it's a really interesting exercise to just look around your space and be like, kind of the KonMari way. Do I actually like this cup I have? Like, how many things in your house actually irritate you? For me, I have to like remove books. I don't, I'm going to quit. I really, like, I, I was a big breakthrough for me being like, I'm going to quit this book because this book sucks so bad. And I used to like have them in a stack somewhere and they would haunt me. And I'm like, no, all those books got to leave because they're literally draining my energy every time I walk by. They're making me feel guilty. And just that practice alone of, I own, like you said, I only want people around me who are going to be operating at this higher energy, higher vibration, thinking bigger, playing bigger games. And I totally agree. So it's like the people, the things around you, the places, we, we have to be so much more selfish than I think we are taught or allow ourselves to be. And going back to your question of, you know, sort of thinking about my upbringing, you know, I was only child and I was shy. I was so afraid to be seen and heard mm-hmm. and to think about or to just picture myself today, literally on a podcast or hosting a podcast, being on your podcast, posting videos on Instagram, hearing my voice, doing cooking videos or, or other videos. I used to cringe. I used to have so much anxiety. And now it's, it's so, I got over that and now I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. So it just, it's sort of pushing yourself and then sitting with that feeling of, okay, that wasn't as bad as I imagined it to be or thought it would be. And you, the results are so much better on the other side. And we get that, I think, when it's like, oh, I'm going to climb a mountain or, oh, I'm going to go run a race because we're already present to what the reward is at the end. And we're like, okay, we're going to have to suffer a little bit, but it'll be okay. And most of the time, it's not that painful. Like, of course, there's moments when we're pushing ourselves where it's uncomfortable and you can get injured literally in those types of activities. But the majority of the time, we make it so much bigger in our head than it ever is in reality. And then you get scared. I am so scared to put this out in the world. What if someone judges it? What if there's, you know, a typo in the book? What if there's something? What if someone notices it or they send a comment or a review or whatever? Who cares? At the end of the day, if you're okay with it and it's everything's a learning experience. Mm -hmm. So it's like, put it out there and see what happens. When you think of the words powerful and ladies... Do they mean the same thing when they're next to each other versus when they're uh, like separated? I think they have different meanings and they could mean different things when they're together or separated. So I think powerful to me means doing things that turn heads, that cause people to think, wow, that was different. That was something that was either inspiring or that was something that I really thought, wow, that was, that's crazy. That's, that creates a ripple effect in the world and the community. To me, that's powerful. Powerful ladies are females who empower and inspire others. You could have a female in a role, in a leadership role that is not necessarily inspiring. And I think just to be female is you know, does not empower someone to be powerful. Definitely not. 
you know, when you look at the people who you've surrounded yourself with, how much have other powerful women influenced where you've gotten today? So I think, you know, we obviously need a strong community around us to keep us centered, to keep us humble. Um, I think men and women, I've worked in corporate for both. I actually grew up in, you know, having a lot of men around in my space. I had, I had male doctors. Um, I had, I've always had male doctors. I have had male bosses. I've had female bosses. Um, so I can't speak to one gender or the other being more influential, but I will say that I do listen. I look up to inspirational people, um, on Instagram. Like I mentioned, Kathy Heller is one that I really, I listen to her podcast and I hear her voice and it's just her energy exudes out of the microphone for anyone out there that listens to her. She's amazing. And I, you know, she helps, I think a lot of people get outside of their comfort zone and do something. Everyone's meant to do something in this world. What, and we all have to find what that purpose is. And I think, again, going back to the point, like you're surrounding yourself with people that want to be in your presence, um, big believer of that. So, you know, again, like moving to LA, it was like finding, you know, you find your circle, you find your people. Mm -hmm. And people that support you, that maybe see you in a different light that you may not see yourself, you might discover things that you're good at. Um, and you want to be around people that are always supporting you, that have your back. And yeah, I do think that I have a community. I'm very lucky and I have a great mm -hmm. family community as well. Uh, my family would do anything for me. And so I'm very fortunate in that, that I've grown up in that sort of environment. You mentioned everyone needs to find their purpose. And I think people get really stuck there. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to find it. What actions can people take to figure out what their purpose actually is? I'm definitely still trying to figure that out as well. And what I'm finding on that journey is we have to find what lights us up and what makes us up. So what are we naturally good at? What do our friends ask us to help with? What comes easy to us? And what literally brings us joy? I think will help us all find more purpose and more alignment. And I think when we know we're on the right path, things start to work out. We get signs from the universe that say, you're going down the right path. I'm going to keep throwing this in your path and let's see how you respond. And, you know, I, I know I've had things happen where, huh, that's really funny, but I'm enjoying, you know, and then I think about, okay, what did I just do before that just happened? And, oh, I was doing something in alignment. I was hosting a big dinner. I was, you know, uh, having a conversation for a podcast. And so you notice, okay, well, maybe I am in alignment. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is my purpose and maybe I hope that your purpose helps others and inspires others. What are you doing to kind of set the foundation for you to be able to be in that great mindset? Like 
Do you have, for example, a sleep routine? Do you stick to a certain type of, of food lifestyle? Do you, are, is it, there a workout involved? Like, what are you doing to make sure that you are, I guess, at least neutral, if not stronger, so that you can be present to those things? Because it's so easy, I think, if you're not eating well or drinking too much, not working out, not sleeping, there's not even room to tune in to what's working or not working. So what, how are you taking care of yourself and laying a foundation so that you can notice those things? Yoga has changed my life. I do yoga once a week. And prior to, I remember when I got into yoga, we actually had a free class at my corporate job and that's how I really got into it. And everyone would laugh at me and say, you got to listen up. You have to, you know, and I would think, oh my gosh, what, I'm not into this. This is not, (laughs) totally not me. And it's taught me to pause a little bit and slow down and stretch and release the energy out of my joints. I use it more for flow, but I do it once a week. And then at night before I go to bed, I read inspirational quotes on Instagram and I just go through the people that I follow and I read about things that they, you know, just inspirational quotes or videos. And then in the morning before I, when I, before I get up, I read my horoscope. I love the account Munoamans. She has great stuff. I love it. And I read my daily horoscope and whatever, you know, is happening in the week or whatever's happening in, you know, in the universe that's going to cause, mm-hmm. you know, disruptions or whatever. I like to be in tune with that. And then when I, on my drive to work, I listen to a podcast, I listen to the same podcast every morning. So in the shower, I listen to the Upside podcast, which is all about finding positivity and then on my ride of work, I'll either listen to Kathy Heller and it'll just get me pumped up and in a different mindset. And then, you know, I make some time to to enjoy life with friends and, you know, I make sure I try to go out for a drink or my word for the year this year was connection. And for me, connection is hosting dinners and creating experiences and being with friends. And so I'm really trying to do things around that word. And, you know, to me, it's, it's, I'm satisfied when I've had, I've made a connection with someone and had a conversation that has been expansive. I love that. Well, for everybody who wants your energy in their life and wants to get your cookbook, wants to listen to or be on your podcast, and just wants to figure out ways they can collaborate with you. Where can they find you, follow you, buy the book, all the things? So you can find me on my website at christinaminutillo.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-M-I-N-U-T-I-L-L-O. And from there, it links to the podcast, but the podcast is called What Lights Us Up. It's available on any platform podcasts are available. And you can follow me on Instagram at CM underscore design underscore books. And that's also linked from my website. Amazing. Uh, Well, it has been so nice to connect with you. Um, You know, when we ran into each other at the holiday party that I host, it was just so nice and such a reminder to be like, yes, like that is a great person. They're up to cool things. I need them closer into my circle. And I'm really glad that your connection word for the year is including us connecting again. Um, But yeah, I just, this mindset matters so much and chasing after your light and what matters I wish more people would do it because it can change the world in really big ways by taking very small actions. 
So I'm glad that you're on that path. I'm excited to see where it takes you. And just thank you for being a yes to me and, you know, enhancing all the powerful ladies who are listening. Thank you for having me on. It's been an honor. All the links to connect with Christina, her book and podcast are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review. Come join us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, visit caraduffy.com or Kara underscore Duffy on Instagram. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.